to the greatest show in sport. The biggest football game in the history of Western civilization. What a ride it's been. Oh. Ken <laughs> throws me off every time. <laughs> this could be the fastest power rankings of all time. Here on Sean and RJ, Bobby Belt in Choppy's chair for the rest of the week. We got Peyton and Ryan in the back here on your home of America's team. The playmaker, Michael Irvin, is going to be joining us at 840 this morning. I think Mike said the Cowboys were the number one team in the NFC after the Philly game. But Mike is going to join us as an Odyssey NFL insider. Insider calls brought to you by driveway.com. Carbine delivered on your terms and on your turf. All right, it's not just going to be the fastest power rankings because Choppy is out and we got one man down. Uh, I, I think mine, I mean, this was easy for me. Do you have last? I've got last week's if you need them. Yeah, let's let's get to last week's and then we'll get to where the Cowboys are throughout the country. So Sean had from oh, one to five. That was a heavy U emphasis. That was an Sean had... Philly one, Kansas City two, Buffalo three, San Francisco four, Cincinnati five. All right, I went four or five, but I'm including mine with Jalen Hurts. I'm kind of cheating. Peyton had Buffalo one, Philly two, Kansas City three, San Francisco four, Cincinnati five. Four or five. And I had Buffalo one, Kansas City two, San Francisco three. Philly four, Cincinnati five. Everybody went four or five, but basically the same five. Uh, so let's go around the rest of the country. Blogging the boys always compiles this. Uh, they had the Cowboys number six last week. So none of us had the Cowboys in our top five. Nope. They had the Cowboys six last week. This week, moving them up to five. NFL.com kept them at six. ESPN from six to five. USA Today kept them at six. Yahoo kept them at five. CBS Sports kept them at seven. Athletic kept them at six. And Sports Illustrated moved them from six to five. I, I kind of want to figure out a different way to do this because I really think this is going to be anticlimactic. Uh, did anyone move the Cowboys into the top five? I'm just going to cheat and, and ask, ask, ask it a different way. Yes. Okay. Peyton? I did not. I thought about it for a good two minutes, but did not move them up. All right, Bobby, tell us where you put them and why. I've got them number five, and it's because we show they, they went out there and showed that they can they can pass the football on the top pass rush, top secondary in the NFL. They, they went out there and showed what they were able to do, and that was one of the big lingering questions left. And so because of the way Dak bounced back and the way he played, uh, I, I just... I've got a lot of strong belief in what they can do in the passing game right now. So you have them at five, and who'd you bump out? I no longer have the Philadelphia Eagles in the top five. Okay, now how? It's very important to reset. Uh huh. You have yeah, you have all the freedom. How do uh-huh. you do your own power rankings? I usually do mine if they played today, like right out here next to seventy-five in this grass field. They played lined up right now. Who would I pick to win? That's the way I do mine. How do you do yours? I do it by a a mixture of the entire season coupled with like short-term injuries I would take out of the equation, but a long-term injury I would. So Hertz wouldn't, I I assume, I'm factoring Hertz into Philly. You're factoring them in. Yeah. 
and you're taking Philly out of the top five? I, I've had them at three all year. I bumped them down to four last week, and they lost. And they should like if, if who Dallas, would you pick in the NFC Championship game right now? Like the matchup. Um, I'd have to sit here and think who's going where. Well, okay, I know you're gonna have Sam Fran. Uh, yeah, I mean it just depends on who the. I'm trying to think of how the bracket would set up. So San Francisco. Let me just let me just simplify. San Francisco it. and Dallas probably. Okay, so if the Cowboys go to Philadelphia, you'll pick the Cowboys yeah, to win right now. Like, I mean, ah. maybe stuff changes in the next three weeks. Ooh, okay. All right. Out of the top five, Philadelphia. As they – so you're punishing them for losing that game to the Cowboys without their MVP quarterback. I t- Just as we punished Dallas when they lost to Philadelphia without their quarterback. But the what I had said the whole time was – I believe Dallas and San Francisco were better. I said this a month ago, and the only reason why I had Philly above is because I needed to see how Brock Purdy was going to play, and I needed to get confirmation on what I thought, which is when Dak Prescott plays, they will beat them, just like they should have beat them in Philly with Dak Prescott. So Dak Prescott, like, I I don't know that the game changes that much with Jalen Hurts, like the style of play does, but I don't know that the outcome really changes. The outcome changes if Dak Prescott plays in Philly. They, they beat Philadelphia that night. And so we're talking about mm, realistically. Okay. I mean, they, with Cooper Rush and no passing game and a bunch of other issues, they were in that game till the very end. Michael Irvin yesterday. God, I'm only playing this because I can't. St- I think Bobby and I will we'll, we'll, we'll kind of revolt and disgust over the, uh, this term, this, this awful, awful term that the playmaker used on ESPN yesterday to recap the Cowboys win. I started this season off. I was hurt when I had to go on radio stations in Philadelphia. But I have to tell the truth. I said I saw a dynasty over there. I saw it brewing. I saw it growing. I know I built them. I brewed them. I grew them. I had them. I know what it takes. I had them in the 80s. I had them in the 90s. College and in the National Football League. I had them everywhere. And I saw it brewing. And I said that the Philadelphia Eagles would have something. But what I saw yesterday is the Cowboys saying, hold up, not on my watch. And if they are going to do it, they're going to have to go through us. And that 40 points, man, up on that Eagles defense looks so good. Because that was talent on talent. We spent all these weeks talking about the interceptions back throwing. I said, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. As long as he's putting up 35, 37, 40 points a game, we can win some football games. He put up Fowler. I fought that burger. Oh, oh, no. I hate the 40 burger term. I hate it. And I know you hate it as well. What did Luka, so 40 burger, Wolchuk's tried to make 50 brisket. What did Luca put up last night? A 60 what? Someone said like a 60 ribeye. 60 piece nugget. 60 piece. No, he got a 50 <laughs> piece nugget. Uh, but that was Michael Irvin who will join us at 840. Drop in the 40 burger. Look, I'm just going to take all the drama out of mine. I'm just going to go one through five. It's it's simple and easy for me. Okay. Kansas City's one. Uh, Buffalo's two. Philadelphia is three. San Francisco's four. And Cincinnati is five. I was actually stunned that New England played Cincinnati close at the end. Joe Burrow had a first half that was insane. There was no reason that New England should have been there at the end of that game. Burrow's first half against the Patriots was 28-36 for 284 and three. 
And then Jamar Chase had a crazy fumble. Uh, Jacoby Myers was involved in another crazy play with a back tap uh, for a touchdown. But Cincinnati controlled that game early on. Uh, Leo Collins, by the way, tore his ACL and MCL. I'm keeping Cincy at five for the Cowboys just outside of the top five. KC, Buffalo, Philly, San Fran, and then Cincy. So, mine, pretty much the same. Okay. Do you want me to roll through the rest of my top five? Do you want to pick apart mine? I just, I, I, San Francisco, I think, has shown pretty consistently recently they're better than Philly. How have they shown that? Because they've got a damn near 70 point point differential in the last four weeks. Brock Purdy, show, they've shown they can win with Brock Purdy doing it. Their defense is dominant. They, if you talk about them lining up on a field, so you think them lining up on a field Tom, today, tomorrow Philly, pick, you think Philly beats San Francisco. Tomorrow I would pick Philly over wow. San Francisco. Not, not with like, Hurts as their quarterback. With Hurts. Not like dominance or I, I, I would just have a – I'd give Philly the edge because a little bit more offensive confidence. That's okay. it. Fair you enough. think that's crazy? I, I, th- I think that there's just – if you want to talk about how they played over the last month and, and what the teams are right now, I think – And the game will be in Philly. I think San Francisco's been much better than Philly in the last – basically basically since they got Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Fine. I'm just saying. I'm giving <laughs> your team a top four credit. It's not my team. I mean, it's they just basically a, are. It's just a good football team. The rest of mine, uh, number four, I've got Cincinnati. Uh, number three, San Francisco. Two, Kansas City. One, Buffalo. Okay, so keeping the Bills at one. Pay, pay. So my top five had all the same teams and just jumbled up a little bit. Number one, Buffalo. Two, Kansas City. I bumped San Francisco up to three. There we Philly go. Philly down to four and uh, kept the Bengals at five. I really wanted to move the Cowboys to five because I thought the Bengals almost choked away that game against the Patriots, but I couldn't do it just yet, but I have the Bengals at five. All right, before we totally leave this filthy discussion, set up Joy Taylor. She's getting oh my exposed and destroyed on the internet for being on uh, David Hellman's show, FS1, and what she did. Yeah, shout out to uh, Ernie, who uh, compiled this over on Twitter. Uh, he sends us some stuff sometimes, I think, actually. Uh, but uh, this was back in October, after Philadelphia beat the Cooper Rush Cowboys uh, in in Philadelphia and, and struggled, honestly. It was, it was a close game in, into the fourth quarter. But uh, Joy Taylor was a, a big fan of the Eagles after they beat Cooper Rush. So what I see, what I saw from the Eagles last night was a win that should have very easily answered this question. Yes, the Bills were amazing yesterday, but the Eagles, the question with the Eagles was, are they going to be able to beat a good team? Cooper Rush, could he replace Dak Prescott? Well, we saw what happened with the Eagles defense yesterday. When things start to go off script, what happens with them? You, you kind of got your answer there. So th- to me, this was the win that should have put the Eagles at the top of the, the league without question, and to me, it did. Okay, all right, fair enough. But in order to be consistent, you then think she probably came on Monday and said the Cowboys just had a, a, a crazy victory, right, Peyton? And they still barely beat them with a backup quarterback who was <laughs> responsible for three of those turnovers. Everyone, what, what are we talking about here? Is this the Dallas Cowboys? I thought we were making some real different, progress. Different Dallas Cowboys based off of that performance? Was Dak good enough to beat the Eagles with a backup quarterback? Yes. They should be able to beat Gardner Minshew. It's Gardner Minshew. Joy it's Taylor. Gardner Minshew. Joy like, Taylor. guys, stop. I understand he looks awesome with the headband. I like Gardner, but he's a backup quarterback. Man, David Hellman really wanted to say something there. Uh, he <laughs> wanted to. Look, look, I get, like, there, there's some people on the fan text and, and some who would 
uh, hit me up on Twitter and say, like, I'm just being a troll about Philly or whatever. But here's what you can't say about my takes on Philly. I have, I'm not inconsistent. Like, I've been very consistent about if things played out a certain way, where I would put Philly. Like, I'm not, You've been like, disrespecting talking about, Jalen Hurts all year in me and RJ's I, opinion. I have not. In fact, I was giving him so much more credit than anybody else was before the season. I'm just realistic about what he is. And to me, it's just... If you want to say it's hot, take it fine. It's not. It's it's genuinely what I'm thinking, and I argue for it, and I tell you why I'm arguing for it. But it's consistent. I'm not talking out both sides of my mouth going, beating Cooper Rush, holy hell, what a victory. <laughs> and then coming back and going, it's Gardner Minshew. Yeah. It's Minshew. What are we talking about here? We're talking about the team you said was the best in the NFL because they beat Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. Dave, save that show, please. <laughs> I don't know if he's got the tenure there to really unleash, or if he's got the personality to really, like, ex- troll expose. You know what I mean? I know, I, I, I think I know what he's really thinking, but he's still brand new there, and I don't think he can blow up his spot with, he's still playing nice. And I don't know how uh, how dirty Dave can get. I don't know. Is he is he too nice for that? Um, I think there have been a couple times where he's gotten a little... Uh, contentious, but but in general, I think Dave is just more like I'm just gonna argue the point. Yeah, like and I'll I'll Whereas break down, I'm, and I think people are gonna be smart enough to see it. That's how I think Dave views it. Yeah. Whereas maybe some other of us would be like, you know, I would uh, maybe a little more attacking. But you gotta you you gotta have that great relationship with Acho and Lashawn to take it there. You know what I mean? It's like I know I can cut you pretty deep, and you can cut me back because. They have a good relationship. Exactly. I think. Luca, then Michael Irvin. Next. The playmaker Michael Irvin is coming up at 840. He's a huge Mavs fan. What did he think of Luca last night? Uh, what did he do after the game? Well, according to Callie Kaplan from DallasNews.com, he had some water, protein shake, a beer, and he was watching a few highlights on NBA TV and scrolling through his phone. As in the post on Bally's, he said, I'm tired. I need a recovery beer. As Luka Doncic is the number one story in the sports world today. All the networks hopefully did not turn it off early. The Mavs were down nine with 34 seconds left. In the history, well, actually just in the last 20 seasons alone, teams in that situation were 0 and 13,884. So basically, 0-14,000, and the Mavs came back. Luka with the put-back free throw. He said he thought that that won the game. No one could make a basket in overtime. Jalen Brunson did not play, and Luka gets a victory with the first 60-20-10 game in NBA history. Luka was asked to go through that final play in the fourth quarter. How did he tie it? Uh, no, I think it was just kind of lucky. You know, I know it was two seconds or whatever on the clock. I just threw it up. I guess I, I was kind of lucky. But, you know, uh, we were down, what, 10, two minutes to go, something like that. We came back. You know, this is an amazing team win. Jalen Brunson's face was hilarious. ESPN <laughs> got Luka dancing and then Jalen Brunson's jaw on the ground as he missed this game. So that was early disappointment for me. I'm like, Brunson's not going to play. Yeah, you got Julius Randle quickly was going off in this game, having a career night. But Luka Doncic steals the show 
uh, and the national reaction. Sometimes when you run out of words locally because you're covering this greatness every single week, I like to just get the perspective of different people reacting to Luca and what he did. Uh, Kevin Durant, this is some video game S. Kevin Garnett, there'll be another statue in Dallas. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, who sometimes trolls as a Luka Doncic hater, saying one of the best individual performances I've ever seen. Porzingis, this guy is not normal. Cuban, I've never seen anything like it. And Dick Vitale was going insane as well as Dickie V tweeted, I've watched a lot of hoops. This is the greatest individual performance I have ever seen. That's saying a lot. Yeah, he's seen a lot of basketball. He saw Kobe's 81. Some of the uh, some of the others that were out there, Pau Gasol, Unreal, Luka, Respect, Andre Drummond, Luka, WTF, man, this is getting ridiculous. Uh, Bill Simmons, even Wilt never had 60, 21, 10. What the F, Luka? <laughs> DeMar DeRozan said, this dude, Luka. Shannon Sharp called him Baby Bird. Uh, Trey Young said, Luka's just having fun. The game is easy. And so just a lot of it is it, easy. For it him. is nice. It is nice. I, I know so, so much of the time people will say, I don't I don't care about what the national talking heads have to say or, or what national opinions. It is nice when it, it makes you feel good as a fan when when the entire national conversation is just fawning over your player. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting here. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm tracking. I'm, I'm scoreboard watching. If they open up with anything else besides if it was LeBron in Orlando last <laughs> night, I would have been throwing a hissy fit. Um, yes, this is what it takes to get the Mavs and Luka as the top story. It does take 60, 20, and 10, but my gosh, he shot 67%. Career high in points, rebounds, the most ever by a Maverick. Dirk was right there. He's got 50 or more in two of his last three games. He's 23. He's 23 years old. I don't even know if you can... Besides, if you put championships to the side, to the side, I don't think there's anything you could say about him that's that that can't be accomplished if if if, if he stays healthy. Yeah, I mean you, you. It's that crazy. It's 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 that silly. Yeah, and you like like I mean you just start trying to come up with new adjectives and and combinations of words to try and describe the type of player he is and what he's done. That's why it's fun. Like I think it's funny you look at. These NBA players and like I said, Bill Simmons and other people like and all they can say is like, what the F like like it's so unreal, like words don't do it justice. It's it's the lack of being able to describe it. That is that 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 I think is such a testament to how impressive and how rare he is and the things that he does. It's just like I said, you, you run out of the words quickly to describe just how dominant and how impressive a player he is so nick wright uh who i worked with in kansas city is on fs1 he's a huge basketball and a huge luca fan and he was showing all the love to luca last night i just wanted to kind of see the national fan reaction on on uh nick's timeline in response to his tweet i'm just gonna read in order the ones that got the most reaction clay's 37 point quarter still more impressive to me personally uh, someone who went and paid for their blue <laughs> check mark. Oh, crap. This guy follows me. Uh, he wrote, I mean, he's pretty good at missing free throws with a laugh. All right, so I'm going to give him credit that he was just being sarcastic right there, Tim Tibbles. Uh, all these stats and numbers are worthless if you don't win a chip. What a dummy. Um, 
Michael, 69, 17, and 6, still has the highest game score ever. That means it's the best regular season performance ever. Kobe, 81, in a league where the average points a team scored per game was 97. That'd be equivalent to scoring 95 with the way the game is today. See, his 21 boards are going to get forgotten in this. Yeah. Like 21 rebounds. So he he scored like Wilt. He rebounded like Rodman. And like you said, passed like Stockton. Like 21 boards. Just the fact that he's he's capable of it. The only game that I can think of from a Mavericks perspective where I was just like, and, and it's nowhere close, so nobody mixed this up. But the only game I can think of where it was just this dominant in in all different facets was uh, Jason Kidd had a game against the Hawks in 2010 where uh, he only scored 19 points, but he hit big threes down the stretch. He was 19 points, 17 assists, 16 rebounds. And he drew like a technical foul by like running into Mike Woodson on the sideline, got them a free. They had this huge comeback, but this is like this pales in comparison. There's there's no standard like this is the standard now. This is the standard for what is the greatest that the Mavericks have ever done, or or, or what's the standard for in this organization in terms of performances. And there's a lot of discussion to be had about it's the standard now for the greatest performance in the modern NBA. Can this draw other players here? Finally. This one performance or just the way he plays? Both. I mean, um, not, not, I'm not trying to put it too much in a vacuum. I'm just meaning like, like everyone knows he's a bad man. I'm just wondering like, what would it take to have someone else who's, you know, not Jokic or someone else international be like, let's go team up and let's go team up and make this the super team. Or do you look at this and be like, man, he's got to have the ball a lot. He's got to have the ball in his hands. There, there's that ton. aspect of it. it. It very well may turn some guys off. Like the idea of like, well, I'm not going to be able to get my my shots up. I'm not going to be able to uh, establish my game. Uh, that's that's one of the things that, uh, not to to bring it back to, you know, wet blanket and Brunson and everything, but like that was one of the frustrating things about letting Brunson go was Brunson showed he could play with Luka or with Luka off the floor. Like he could do either one. Um, I mean, they've shown, yeah. shoot, that it looks like Christian Wood and him can play well together when they're allowed to. But I, I think it does. The biggest thing at the end of the day is going to be about money for a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, until you reach a super team status where you get the the Blake Griffins of the world who want to catch on as a, I'll play for the minimum to go play with four stars. Uh, but in order to get that second person here, it's going to come down to like, they're going to have to have the cap space and the capital to go get somebody they've else had, in a trade. They've had cap space and capital and people have tried to turn it into a an issue with the city. Or maybe Dirk was not as attractive to play with. And Dirk did not want to go out and recruit. I mean, he came on this show and he's like, I'm not going to beg you to come here. And it's like, okay, that comes with the downside because everyone likes to have the ego massage and their rear end kiss. So Jalen Brunson did not play last night. He was asked if he has any words for Mavs fans in coming back to DFW. MFFL still love you, Jalen. Got to work for the MFFLs. What? What? What was that at the end? Misses them. Misses them. Yeah, real short. That, that is very, he is real short. That is that was very very short. Misses them. Uh, I don't know if you need to include that one on the cut sheet right there. But there you go. <laughs> he's, he's, he's still surly about Philly. That's what that is. And he's, then he's surly about the Eagles. Luca sang before the game. He was busting Jalen's balls over the Cowboys beating his beloved Philadelphia Eagles. So that, 
the legendary comment, the troll before, the performance, and then afterwards saying he needed the recovery beer. My gosh. Guy is special. I mean, he may end up going down as like one of RJ and I's first topics. I think Brad Sham called in in one of our first weeks of doing the show. Like the best at their craft, the best in DFW at their craft, like all time. I think he may have put Madonna number one. Just the best at what they do. It's going to be hard for this guy not to be number one. Yeah, because I think, I mean, if he follows this trajectory, people are going to be talking about him as, like, he's top five player of all time. If the trajectory continues, if he wins championships, like, the, that's going to be the conversation. And like you say, he's 23. Like, for reference, <laughs> it feels like Dak Prescott's been here for forever. Dak was 23 his rookie year in Dallas. Like, Luka is just now the age Dak was when he was a rookie. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. That does put it in perspective. All right. Diehard Mavs fan. And does he really think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC? The playmaker, Michael Irvin, joins us next on 105.3 The Fan. It is now time for Odyssey NFL Insider Michael Irvin. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. Choppy out for the week. It's Sean and Bobby joined by Michael Irvin via the Diamond Factory Hotline. Did you watch? Did you watch Luca last night? Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch Luca. I was moving around, working here in New York, working after I shot inside the NFL, so I didn't get a chance. But I, I saw that he went off pretty good. Yeah, insane. What are they saying about the Cowboys uh, on inside the NFL? What's their take on the NFC after what mm-hmm. happened uh, against Philly? Well, you know, it's so funny. Like, like when Philly beat us with a backup quarterback, it's, I told you Philly was better. I told you. But when you beat Philly with a backup, when they have a backup quarterback, uh, when they had their backup quarterback, oh, no joke. But, but we had something pure here. We had our offense against their defense. Just like last time, we, had, we saw their offense against our defense. I can work with that. We put 40 on y'all. Y'all only put 20 something on us. So, so, so I'm trying to grab some of those things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Say, this is how we do it. That's how you do it. That's how anybody else would do anything else. But except when it's the Cowboys, they, 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 the numbers get skewed. And look, Mike, my, my point about the game was this. When, when, when Eagle fans are saying, oh, if we had Hurts, look, man, Gar- Gardner Minshew put up some damn numbers. He did I mean, real good. He did real well. Put, I, I'm not convinced that in the third game, yes, Hurts is going to run it more. And however, that changes their offense. But you're not going to convince me that he definitely throws the ball better than Gardner Minshew did against the Cowboys. Right. And, and, and I know they scored a defensive touchdown also on the pick six. But, but, but. But that, that 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 was pretty pure right there. That was pretty pure. Gardner Minshew played a pretty good football game. You know what I mean? I don't see how Hurts can, you know, and of course, you, like you said, he'll run better. But I, but I don't see that he did such a poor job. He said, oh, yeah, certainly with Hurts, we would do better. Michael Irvin on the Diamond Factory hotline. What, what else do you think the Cowboys proved? It, what are you saying to yourself in that locker room? Uh, yeah, they didn't have the MVP, but if we face each other the third time, why do you, well, like why do you feel like the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC after that? Because the Cowboys are going to – when they go up against this team a third time, they don't have another defensive player that's coming. They don't have a, a Reggie White that's coming or somebody else that's going to change – 
all, uh, change dramatically what you do or what they do on defense. You put up 40 points on that defense. They're going to carry that into the playoffs, and they will know that you're going to put up 40 points on that defense. I don't know how many times this year Philly has scored 40 points to win a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. So, so to say, oh, we, well, we're going to match. We put 40 points up on Europe. Uh, I don't even know how many times you scored 40. I know Dallas has had a 50 burger and all that. Uh, so, so you got to pick out those little things and say, yes, Dallas has a chance. Let me tell you something. I thought, I thought, man, I thought we were about to be in some trouble for the next five, six years with what Philly was building when I talked to you guys this summer. Least we know now we're in the fight and we'll see you in the playoffs with a chance to beat you. Some people on your first take show laughed when Jerry told us that Dak played outstanding against Jacksonville. That um, blew my mind. That right? blew my mind. That, that, that really blew my mind. And I tried to tell each other, wait a minute, Joker, just stop, stop, stop. That last interception came off Noah Brown, and they were trying to bank on that. He threw a pick six to let me. I said, stop. Stop. <laughs> that ball hit Noah. Hey, the way he, he wins, Dak wins with, with Noah um, and, 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 and Michael Gallup and all those guys. Now, if, if Tom Brady had Noah and Michael Gallup and won a game, he would be praised for raising them up and lifting that talent up like he did all these years. He just lift that talent up. But every day I go to work, they said that that can't lift the team up. I said, "What are y'all talking about? What are you? What are you? What are you seeing here?" That it, it just blows my mind. He does have CD Lamb, and he's wearing your number, man. Let's talk about. This guy's arrival. Uh, no more Amari Cooper comparisons. No more questions about him being a true, yeah, legit yeah. number one. Where where has he grown? Where where have you seen his game evolve, and where do you think he's at now? Well, and, and also his game evolved, and I think Kellen was learning more about his game, about 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 CD's game, and not, and not just Kellen Moore's game. Kellen's calling a game that's good for CD. You know, it puts, it puts him in the slot a lot, and, and, and sometimes guys can't move in there, so it gives him that, the free release that he really wants. And once he gets a free release, he, you know, he's just dangerous. I told people, I said, you know how hard it is to go from a number two to a number one while you go from a number one to a number two quarterback? It, it, you know, it, while, while we've been on CD Lamb and all of that, but but a couple of weeks ago, when 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 I te- I, te- I texted, I texted uh, a tweeted I should say I tweeted I said we are watching the hatching of a true number one, and ever since then, yeah yeah that ugly duckling has turned into a beautiful <laughs> swan. What what is it specifically for you, Michael, that you you think CD has done to change up his game? Like I know we we watched it and it looks more. Like like some of the stuff that he does right. after the catch looks more like Oklahoma, right. but what is it specifically you think? Is it just the connection with Dak has improved? Well, well, that too, that too, and understanding also his role now. Remember I was telling you guys about how some of those balls went through his hands because, you know, the, the, your body's naturally going to tighten up in those pressure situations, mm-hmm. and he was trying to catch them in his hands. Now you see he's already altered that. He knows now. He has to play with pressure. You know, he, he has to play with that heat around him all the time. So he's, he's, he's gotten that understanding. At first, that could be overwhelming. 
that could be overwhelming. And some guys don't don't come out of that. You know, the, the thing when when Alvin left Dallas and went to Tampa, you know, I, I, that sometimes that stuff can be overwhelming with all of this attention you get from those defenses, and you can't turn that corner. But he did. And then specifically on Dak, I'm curious. You know, you you clearly felt good about the way he played against Jacksonville, but in this game against Philly, did he? Did he show you anything that you didn't know about him, or did it just confirm the things that you believed about him? Well, I don't think that showed me anything that I didn't know. I, I, I loved and talked about how he, how I said I thought he gave the miracle a great gift of how to fight back and persevere right after throwing that interception. Most guys, or a lot of guys, would have gone into a tank, but he rose higher. He rose higher. That's what Dak has always done. I always said we got him late in the draft, and he's done well. He's always over. He's always over delivered. He's always over delivered. You know, for what for what he's done, for what we got Dak for. I know y'all guys still complain about the money that Dak has, but if you put all of Dak years together and and and, and, and level that money out, trust me, the Dallas Cowboys has won. How worried are you about this defense right now? Yeah, I'm worried, dog. I told you that, man. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on with this defense, man. We still can't get no sacks. I went up there, I looked like a fool licking on my fingers. Talking about finger licking. Finger licking. I won't stick my finger back in my damn mouth. You joking? Talking about these jokers. They ain't got to the quarterback. Man, we got we, we got to do something. And I keep hearing people saying, well, we're going to fix it. I just don't know how. Yeah. I just don't know how, and I'm worried about that, and I'm worried about that. I told you guys the most important thing was putting up those 35, 40 points. When everybody was talking about the interceptions, I said, shut up. Give me 35, 40 points. <laughs> we don't need those 35, 40 points. I ain't really sitting there hopping on that interceptions. I need him to be aggressive because our defense cannot hold up. That's the most important thing. We just got to keep looking at 35, 40 points. Michael Irvin here on Sean. And, and, yeah. and, and, and T.Y. Hilton going to help that. That was a hell of a play by T.Y. I told y'all he told me he still had something left in him. And I told you he told me he was going to go buy somebody. When I texted him the other day, I said, now, hey, listen, way to show him what you're talking about. I'm going to need you to keep doing that, though. I'm going to need you to yeah. keep doing exactly that. Now, look, the uh, the Denver Broncos are going to start sniffing around here after they fired Nathaniel Hackett. If you could lose one or just keep one, however you want to phrase it, uh, you keeping Dan Quinn or Kellen Moore, higher priority around here if you're Jerry? You keep Dan Quinn and, and, and you expect Kellen Moore to say, ain't no way in the world I'm taking that job. That's what you do. That's what you do. I see Russell. That's what, so you, you lock up Dan and then you look at Kellen and say, Oh, you go, oh, okay now. Yeah. You go on over there, Josh McDaniel will be right back over. Okay now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so that, that's the way you look at it. I mean, if you're Sean Payton and you're looking at the landscape. Sean's not, going, Sean's not taking that job. Right. Sean, Sean, Sean didn't leave New Orleans to go get caught out there in Denver. No, no. He, he left New Orleans. Did he go, he go out go out to uh, California somewhere? Maybe he'll go to New York or Dallas. Sean's not going anywhere else. Should the Miami Dolphins be in hot water over another Tua issue? 
Oh, God, I knew we were going to get to this. You know, I, told people this. I said, listen, man, listen, here's what we're I hear people already on TV saying, well, the NFL, Uncle, what the dog you say, should step in and sit him down. Like, Shut up. Stop. Stop. Stop saying that. Let's, first of all, this man ain't going for that. This man, though, he has $60 million waiting, you know, $50 million waiting. He wants to get on the field. Right, play his football and try to get his thing, get his career, get his thing going. So if he can play, if the doctors clear him to play, he's going to try to play. <clears throat> All it is, if the if the, if the NFL carries him but concussion, they shouldn't let him play. What's wrong with just saying? Let's wait on what the before we even say all of that. Let's wait to what the doctors say. You how, know, how, and you, just, and you come up with all that. What's the highest amount of concussions you you played with during a year? I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and there's a lot of things that we don't know about all of it, you know, about the concussions and about our, about protocols, about our, everything. But to be sitting here saying, all of a sudden, take this man off the field, it's just not crazy. It's crazy. We don't even have any information. So so we'll, I, I, I don't even know what play that concussion happened on, you know, which, which really would worry me more than you just dropping into concussion land and out of concussion land without getting hit. You see what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm willing to wait to what the experts say. Should, you we, know. should we be worried about this Titans game at all? Yeah, you should be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you, never, you never yeah. say don't worry about a game, though. You can't be worried about no, no, everyone. No, 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 no. You, you, you don't you got to be worried about everybody, but you got to worry about the people that can rule it right in your scalp. And, them, and, and the Titans get rough right in Dallas scabs. You remember, it was a few short years ago we had Oprah Big Butt sitting on that defense. You get 44. You get 40. Give it up every time. We, we, we don't want to see that defense again. We don't want to see Oprah Fat Butt sitting over there talking about, you get it in. You rush for 300 yards. You rush for 300 yards. <laughs> and Derek Henry is about to try to go get 300. I'm just letting you know. Enjoy New York. Thank you for the time as always, boss. We appreciate it. Happy holidays. Hey, happy holidays, man. We need this game too, man. Uh, uh, yeah, we need this game. We got to get down here. And this, 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 I'm say though, this kind of game, the Cowboys are beat Philly. Now, don't you bounce back here mm. and let the Titans beat you. Oh. Are you joking? After beating Philly, you're giving me a butter knife to take to a bazooka fight. <laughs> yeah, there he is. As always, the greatness from the playmaker, Odyssey NFL insider Michael Irvin. Insider calls brought to you by driveway.com. Head to driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in driveways nationwide inventory. I think I want to, I, I think I just want to kind of do a phone call free for all. I just really? Wanna, yeah. I, I've run out of words for Luca's greatness. So if you want to call and discuss Luca. We have Avaldi added to the Rangers rotation. Cowboys fear against Tennessee, bragging over Philly. Wherever you want to take it, I'd prefer Luca talk, but hit us up. If not, we have backup things to go to at 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. What the heck? For the Tolos who are sticking with us during the holiday break, uh, hit us up. We'll put you on the uh, on the radio Luca, preferably, but you can take it where you want in the world of DFW sports. Final hour, hump day edition. Hump day. I don't, I'm not going to, 
not going to come to you anymore for that or <laughs> soccer talk. Luca talk, hopefully, with the Tolos next.